0: You could be Dracul's son. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock and Roll podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. And on my right hand side is my right hand man, Gabriel. He's a little tired out. Daddy's been doing interviews <laughs> all day. I've got eight interviews today, and you, my good sir, are interview number seven. So here we Ooh. go. <laughs> yeah. Today on the Rock and Roll podcast, we have Mike Lapon's uh, Silent Assassins. And he has a new album called "Horror of Babylon, which was released on June 26th via Silver Lining Music. Right now I'm being joined by Mike himself to share more information about his assassins, although I'm not really quite sure you're allowed to say too much, otherwise they wouldn't be silent assassins anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, let's, uh, <clears throat> yeah, let's talk about everything. Let's become the unsilent assassins today.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. Well, Mike, thank you so much for coming on to the show. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Now... It seems like this is quite the concept because, you know, it's not just silent assassins. It's, you know, it's your silent assassin. So it kind of is this idea of um, maybe like a gang or whatever. And then we've got the album called Horror of Babylon. And I'm I'm taken back to uh, maybe even something as simple, well, this is simple, but maybe the Maccabees who actually had assassins going through and taking out the Greeks to free Israel. And, uh, you know, where modern day Babylon would be in, what is it, Iran? Um, you, this whole idea of assassins coming in and trying to do the part of freeing people from whatever they need to be freed from. And so, I mean, is this a concept? Not just a concept album, but almost an entire concept as a band, too?
1: Well, the band name came about, it had like two separate meetings. Um, uh, I guess the first meeting was, you know, this was a solo project. And I would have all these players that I would get, you know, uh, and they would be like my assassins, my, you know, heavy metal musician assassins. Um, <clears throat> but also. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought, I thought it was and, funny. Yeah. It's cool, but it's funny.
1: Right. And then um, in a his, historical perspective, um, on my very first album, I had, a, a, you know, a song called Silent Assassins and that was about the trojan war and i referred to the silent assassins as the greek warriors who were hiding inside the uh, wooden horse and that was that whole thing so there was like a double meaning and it you know it it felt good it, it feels good to say you got the two s's going on so i was really happy with that whole title and uh, concept
0: yeah absolutely now something that was that kind of caught off me off guard a little bit though was one of the tracks we're going to chat about today is called Dracul's Son and that sounds a bit like well Dracul Dracula. My understanding is Draculia actually means son of Dracul. Um, and is this a song then about Vlad Stepes, the Romanian dictator/tyrant?
1: Or yes how- it is. Okay. I can, I could tell you are a major student of history and and So, um, yes, um, this is about Vlad the Impaler and, um, you know, and ever since I first heard about this guy, you know, he was a very intriguing figure, you know, and I said, wow, it'd be great to write a song about this guy because he was so, he was such a brutal guy. And yet, you know, in his country, he's, he's thought of as a hero, you know, um, and I, I thought it would be a great thing to write about. And uh, so I wrote this song really dark. And um, it came out, you know, it came out so good that I decided to uh, lead the album off with it.
0: Yeah, I guess one of my next questions is, what was it about the track <laughs> that became such a focus track for the album?
1: Um, well, I think at the time, I usually, when I write an album... I, I kind of go with like the flow of the album is so important to me, you know um I really you know I really want everybody to start from the beginning and go to the end, so usually when I start the album, I have something fast and um <clears throat> it was just around the time where i was I was saying to myself okay i need a I need like a a fast kind of thrash power metal track, you know, so I came up with this riff and um And I just happened to, you know, I had these lyrics first. This is one of those times where the lyrics were written first. And I just started to sing something to myself. And I was like, oh, that would fit perfect. And then it just all kind of came together, you know. And that's how a lot of these songs come together. I just try to sing some lines to myself and see how it works. And then, you know, it's just all trial and error. But at the end of the day, it felt really good. Um... Since I knew the song was going to be about Vlad the Impaler, I made it as dark as I could,
0: you know. And uh, that's <laughs> but he's, the, yeah. he's but he's a national <laughs> hero, Mike.
1: I know. <laughs> it, <clears throat> that was so. That's what's so intriguing to me because you know he he kept he fought the enemy and he really fought for his his uh, country. Um, but on the other hand, I guess the. The media depicts him as this, you know, madman, and I guess he is a madman for, you know, for what he did. But, um, you know, he really inspired me to to write. So, um, you know, that's one of definitely one of the uh, the up tempo kind of rocking tunes on the uh, album.
0: Yeah, and I'm curious. So you mentioned that the the concept of of Vlad the Impaler inspired you to write a song about it, and you, I know that you mentioned that you had written something really quite dark. But since he's kind of shrouded in almost a, a dichotomy of characters, is he like, for example, I introduced him initially as just a tyrant and a dictator, <laughs> <laughs> based on what, based on what I understand, you know, of him. But at the same time, like my mom's side of the family is is Romanian, and uh, you know, also as well, is he's kind of held in this regard of like, man, he kept national security and the economy and. Mm-hmm. You know, which which way do we look at the guy sort of thing? And it, it kind of almost reminds me of a modern day. I don't know if there's a direct parallel, but when I went to Russia, something that I discovered was there are people who <laughs> wish that Stalin was still around. And I just, I'm just i flabbergasted, like, <laughs> St- right. Stalin, of all people, really? You want <laughs> that guy? Like, well, he... <laughs> brought Russia out of the bush. If it weren't for him, we wouldn't be we wouldn't have uh the ability to read and, and write and be an educated society and go into space and all these all these things. And so it's almost kind of interesting, like, from which perspective do you do you look at somebody? And I'm I guess I'm curious, when you were inspired to write a song about Vlad the Impaler, which perspective mm-hmm. did you did you take? Do you try all sides of the argument or is it more just the darker side of the argument?
1: <laughs> well I put like 75% of the song talks about some of the you know, sick things he did, you know, impaling and, you know, that, and all the, the other crazy things he did. <clears throat> but then I put a, in an, in this, in, um, in like the bridge of the song, I read that, you know, he, he tried to get redemption because he was a, you know, he was a Christian as well. And, um, he built many churches and, and things like that. And I just kind of put the question out there in the song, you know, do you think building all these churches and abbeys will save your soul? You know, I just put like a little thing like that, but I, I focused on the dark side of him because, you know, I guess it was a heavy metal song. So I got to talk about the darker stuff. Right. <laughs>
0: Well, that's a really interesting point because we've got the darker side, obviously, of this this political character, and then the whore of Babylon herself, whoever she is, is that also focusing on potentially a darker side of something that may have gone on in Babylon?
1: Yeah, now that, <clears throat> that whole idea was um, from the book of Revelation, right? So I... Um, I just happened to see a, uh, a documentary on it. You know, I like to watch documentaries because I'm not a very good reader. You know, I can't comprehend what I read very well. So I like to watch documentaries. So they talked about the horror of Babylon and, um, you know, and uh, it seems like sometimes it's depicted as a woman. Sometimes it's depicted as um, Rome, you know, and, or, <clears throat> and other things. But I thought, what if we had this, you know, we had this... And this, I just took this right from the book of Revelation where this evil woman tempts you and takes you back to hell with her, you know? And she rides this seven-horned, ten-headed beast, and she's got this gold cup um, filled with evil in it. And I was like, wow. So, <clears throat> and then... But you know what? The funny thing is you would assume this is going to be some like super heavy metal song. I decided to make it not even a heavy metal song. I made it this Middle Eastern kind of belly dancer kind of track. um, And there's not even guitar in it. There's just a a four string bass, an eight string bass and some keyboards. And it's real Middle Eastern kind of... uh, I don't know if sexy is the word, but kind of tempting, you know, because I was trying to think of, you know, what kind of a song to write to for that a woman would appear and tempt a man and he would follow her to hell. So that was the whole thing. That was one, probably one of my favorite songs to do because when you don't write a heavy metal song, you know, you kind of got to be careful because, you know, the heavy metal purists might get mad. So you got <laughs> to try to come up with something cool. <laughs>
0: It turns out you're the the beast, and you're trying to take them into the hell of not heavy metal,
1: right? You know, so you know it's you know sometimes you know a lot of the uh, metal purists don't like it when you take uh, when you experiment. So
0: yeah, well, it sounds like it was a conscious decision to maybe parlay on some some musical elements on the on the record that are not strictly heavy metal and. Uh, I guess you, you kind of just mentioned there that you might run into some some issues with that, but is it something that you really, obviously you felt pretty confident in it?
1: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> um, not many people know this about me, but um, I'm a huge fan of Blackmore's Night, and I've been a fan for like probably 15 years or so. And I listen to them all the time, and they have these Celtic kind of songs, these medieval songs, and then they have these real Middle Eastern kind of dancey songs. And that really had a huge influence on me. So these three albums that I put out, in some songs there are these kind of Celtic kind of songs. And even on uh, on this new record... Oh, the title track "Horror of Babylon" is definitely one of those songs, and then there's another song called "Night of the Long Knives," which is a, which is kind of almost like a Celtic rock song, and it, it's not, um, and it's not about when when uh, <clears throat> when Hitler was taking out his enemies. That night of the long knives, I just happened to come across something. You know, you just come across these things out of nowhere. I had no idea. There was supposedly, whether it happened or not, an original Night of the Long Knives that I did not know about. And um, it happened in, um, just after the Roman Empire fell in Britain, and you had the Britons and the Saxons, and uh, they had this feast. You know, one one group told the other that, you know, we want to make peace, and we want to have this feast. And then the one group, and then, of course, one group thought it was for real, and then the other group had a planned attack. So they kill <clears throat> they kill the other uh, tribe. So I kind of wrote a song about that, and I made it more, since it was in ancient Britain, I made it more of a Celtic feel with a mandolin you know, and some rock guitar, and um, so... I do that from time to time because, uh, I think, I mean, I love, of course, I love playing heavy metal, but I think during an album, it's cool to take a little break.
0: Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that one. Now, one of the other tracks we we're going to chat about today is Telltale Heart. And I'm curious, Mike, what is the story of the Telltale Heart? Well, um, Telltale
1: Heart is a story, it's a short story by Edgar Allan Poe and, um, I love Edgar Allan Poe. <clears throat> and, you know, like I was saying before, I'm not a great reader, but I could read a short story. You know what I mean? <laughs> if it's 700 pages, I, I probably couldn't handle it. But a lot of Edgar Allan Poe stuff um, is short stories and, you you know, gets to the point really fast. And, and of course, it's great horror. And it, and it really puts imagery in your head. So... um I wanted to kind of with this song, I wanted to kind of almost like write down the lyrics as it's like a story and kind of put the music to it. And um, it was a lot of fun to do. Um, It's one of the longer tracks on the record. It's about six minutes or so. And, um, you know, again, because it's a dark story, I put some real dark elements in it, uh, a lot of cool jamming, a lot of dissonant kind of playing and uh but always a big chorus that you could kind of sing along to so uh that's probably definitely one of my favorites so um i hope your audience will uh, check that one out and i hope they like it
0: yeah absolutely now for those who are interested in the tracks "Dracul sun and telltale heart will be known that there's part of an album called whore of babylon that we've been chatting about which was released on june 26 via silver lining of music And we've been chatting quite a bit about it. It seems like there's quite a a breadth of topics uh, on on the record, and even musically there seems to be uh, quite the breadth of uh, instrumentation styles and whatnot. And so I guess, because it all sounds like a cohesive package to me, um, my question, Mike, is when you sat down to write Horror of Babylon, um, I guess my question is what did you want to compile together? And I've also noted that it was recorded between various tours with symphony x so it seems like it's been in the making for quite some time yeah
1: you know um <clears throat> since symphony x is the band i'm in um usually on tour there's a lot of downtime you know i mean really all you have to do is show up for sound check and then show up to play and literally that's it <laughs> uh, so um there's a lot of time. So I spent a lot of time just kind of like working on some lyrics. And, um, by the time I was actually going to go forth and do the record, I just had a bunch of lyrics, uh, around. And, um, I just happened to, um, Oh boy. Now someone else is calling me and I'm going to just get rid of that. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Anyway, um, so I just had all these lyrics lying around, and there wasn't any specific, there wasn't any specific kind of lyrics or any kind of uh, idea that I wanted to get across on the album. I just had all these stories, you know. I'm the type of person I, I don't really like to write songs about like you know girls or that kind of thing. I like You know, stuff with substance, stuff, you know, epic stories from history, mythology or uh, literature. And um, so I had these laying around and then I just started putting music to them. And that's how it kind of came across. And, uh, you know, I do these albums when I have time uh, during the Symphony X tours or whatever uh, else I'm doing. But uh, it just you know it just comes out the way it comes out there's no um specific plan and none of the albums are concept albums but each song has its own concept so i guess each song would be a concept song
0: okay very cool stuff and it sounds like there's definitely some some very deep concepts as well that are going to be on the record now Normally, speaking of those tours that happen, normally that's what would be happening right about now in the summertime to promote the record, but (laughs) something, something happened. I'm not really quite sure what, Mike. (laughs)
1: Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's funny, right? Because I just, like, I had just moved into a new home, like, in the first week of March, and I was like, well, you know what? No problem because, you know, I got a Symphony X tour coming up in uh, – no, I got a Ross the Boss tour coming up in April. I got a Symphony X tour coming, out, coming up in May. I've got European festivals with Symphony X. I'm going to have a lot of money coming in. And then boom, <laughs> out of nowhere, uh, the virus hits and the tours are just all scrapped. And I'm like, okay, um, This is good. So um, I really got hammered and, um, you know, all these tours got uh, postponed. So now the, you know, I try to find the silver lining in all this. Um, The good news is they're postponed and not canceled. So that's good. So um, we're hoping the Ross the Boss tour can happen in November in Europe. And uh, Symphony X is rescheduled for... um, we got tours coming in February and March, um, and also with all the time I have by myself, besides eating too much, I uh, <laughs> I wrote a lot. <laughs> I know, I wrote a lot of songs for you know another solo album for the future. So you know I try to um, I try to take the good with the bad and do the best I can with it.
0: Absolutely. Now, right now. Mike, unless there's anything else that you wanted to throw out there that maybe I did not bring up, such as any any news of maybe what's been going on while we've been locked down, or some news we might expect aside from you know the record release itself. Um, but other than that, I just wanted to thank you for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast.
1: Uh, thank you very much, John. Um, <clears throat> I mean, right now, you know, uh, I've got some tours planned for the future, um, so. You know, fingers crossed they are all going to happen. Um, and, you know, I'm just pushing forward, remaining, um, remaining positive. And uh, I want to say thank you to your listeners for uh, checking this out. And um, please check out my new album, Horror of Babylon, on Silver Lining Music. And the band is called Mike LePond's Silent Assassins. We're on all the social media. Just search us and you'll find us. And um, thank you again.